Hello, Glenn. Hi, Al. Uh, this is an episode of Al Anonymous. I'm here with my friend Glenn. Um, no last name for the sake of anonymity. Um, Thank you. No problem. I got you. Um, and today we're going to be discussing, you know, life in quarantine, um, depression, things we've been doing, things yes. we haven't been doing. Um, yeah, we're just going to like talk. I mean, a loose, a loose um, theme for the episode is procrastination or tomorrow. <laughs> As we've been joking with each other for the past, like, what, three months? We've been trying. It's really <laughs> hard to, especially when uh, there's no, uh, like, negative. Is it? Okay. Yeah. If there's no consequences of not doing something the next day, I will, like, almost never do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. I do know what you mean. I'm not paying you. <laughs> like, and I'm not going to yell at you every time. <laughs> like, literally every time. If you yelled at me, I would probably be more inclined because I'm <laughs> guilt is usually my main factor in doing anything. Oh, yeah. So same, same. If you guilted me, I would. I mean, I, d- I did feel bad every time. I did, too. And I was relieved when you canceled sometimes. I was, I was like, so relieved when you canceled. <laughs> like, when we were supposed to record for Montez and I was like, oh, man. I was so relieved when you canceled. I was like, canceled. this isn't going to happen. Because I wasn't prepared, and it's um, it's different when it's a live, yeah, it's a live thing. Yeah. Well, I can edit this. I'm not very good at it, so I probably won't. But if yeah. if anything weird happens, I can I can edit. Yeah. It. And also, we're in the safety of like your room and house. Mm-hmm. It's not. I did the Amantes thing. You've done it a lot. I did it one time, and I was so anxious i like thought i was gonna hurl before i mean which it is gets, stupid it's like a little it's, you know. it's so easy i i'm always nervous at the beginning of like every pod because it, you have to get like warmed up and stuff right sometimes i'll like facetime someone before i record i'm like i need to warm up like i gotta get my articulation right my brain right working right but i didn't do that today i just paced around with a coffee yeah that helps me that like what helps you be most creative because i find when i'm at my lowest like when i am like hungover and like drinking lots of caffeine i've i'm tapped into a part of myself that i can't get to otherwise obviously you're not no i mean i remember that like big time we would call it the hangover ha-has and it's uh just you becoming mad funny yeah when you're hung over and you just come up with like like really really hilarious and witty uh musings yeah just like no absolutely i feel most like your brain is all stimulated and there's like some kind of guilt stemming from the hangover always (laughs) yeah that actually makes a lot of sense for the hangover ha-has yeah creative I mean, I am a creative. You are. I'm You're a published <laughs> author, Al. Uh, that was a long time ago. But soon, w- we're working on it. In quarantine, I did read your book, though, and it was so good. Oh, you did? Yeah. And the funny thing was, I ordered it, and I had to wait a really long time to get it for some reason. Yeah. And then Well, I my publisher is now defunct. Right. My roommate works for them oh, actually yeah. yeah and i um but we're not naming names we're not <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what i i did exactly what i asked mm-hmm. not to do it's fine um and then i w- was leaving my house the other day after 
this is obviously weeks after I'd order it, and there was already a copy in my house that oh my I saw. God. So now I have two. It makes oh, sense. I have you, two copies in I'll the house. I'll sign yeah. one for you. Oh my gosh, that's I would love to do that. You yeah. could sign two even. I can. I have like a stack of all of the books, and people are always like, "Can you just like give me one for free?" And I'm like, "I don't have. I don't even have one for myself. Like that one that I have on my bookshelf yeah. is one that I took." From someone's house because I got mad at them and I wrote inside it says like I hate you loser. What? Wait, wait, you wrote I hate you loser after you took it from their shelf? No, I was like I was in there, I was in, I was in their house and <laughs> I was like drunk and I got like, mad and like scribbled it all out and wrote I hate you loser and then, I, and then the next morning I was so embarrassed about it that I just took it back. Wait, that's so. <laughs> funny yeah that's like so he no longer has a copy of my book that's such a good that's something that would be genius if i saw in a movie or television show the f- and the fact that you like actually did it in real life and like thought up with it and I also mean, i love the follow-up of like you're like now i have to like take I this to back take yeah, yeah before like, he noticed it was my hangover intuition or the, just the morning after was this a romantic what i had done was this a romantic I'm sure thing? it was. Yeah. Whenever I say I hate you, loser, there is passion involved. For a woman sure. scorned, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm creative all the time, except yeah. when I'm, you know, super depressed and lying uh, in bed staring at the ceiling. Yeah. And like trying not to think about anything. Yeah. But I, so, on the, so yeah, I guess the complete opposite of that would be when I'm walking around, when I'm taking a walk mm-hmm. or pacing, that's when my like my mind starts the thinking of the thoughts. What is as what Borna and I call it. Yeah. And we just like uh you pace around until you work it all out and then you can maybe form some kind of idea that can turn into something tangible if you if you get that far. Right. Which is the hardest part. Like I can think all the thoughts but sure. when it comes down to executing right. the thought, the what the, the thought that I came up with, that's that's where I fall short usually. I think that's a I really have, like, common sentiment books. from anyone. Yeah. I think the th- the <laughs> the creative thought and producing it. First of all, there's like, if you're myself, I don't know. There's seventy five percent chance that that'll never happen. You know, mm-hmm. like I won't, I don't do it. And if I do like follow through with something, like sometimes it'll be like a year later or something. I'll oh, be like, oh yeah. yeah, that thing. Like this, this podcast, I was supposed to last January, 2019 was when it was supposed to be a podcast. And right. now it's what, like May, 2020. And I've recorded like eight, seven. I don't even know, but. Maybe you had to incubate the good idea. Yeah. Yeah. It was um part of the process. Yeah. You know, in that year, do you think you got readier to do it or like, well, in that year, in 2019, it was a fucked year for me because my brother died. Right. And so like it was an excuse to not do anything, but I also kind I feel like I used it as an excuse to not doing anything a lot. Like it's been a really hard year, so I haven't been able to write. Um, Sure. But the only thing I did write in 2019 was my brother's obituary. And then, like, because I, ha- I had to. I had no choice. Right. Um, like, if I hadn't, then there wouldn't have been one. So that was, you know, basically, I, that there would be consequence and 
consequences if I hadn't. But um, if there aren't, like you said, if there aren't consequences, then they're getting myself to do anything is nearly impossible. Yeah, I uh, I like am motivated by the forces of like what will happen if I don't do mm-hmm. the thing more than like the good thing that would come from it you know what i mean yeah like yeah. the grade system in school i feel like it was just i just wanted to get it get it finished you know right yeah. so you didn't care if you got an a as long as you passed absolutely same yeah. i did not i same. did not care did people did your teachers always say that you weren't um applying yourself or living up to your potential that could be on my tombstone like yeah literally same. every <laughs> single every single <laughs> conference and conversation between teachers and my instructors was that it was like two things. It was like, I won't shut the fuck up. Basically, <laughs> literally every single one. Like, like, yeah, like I got that. I too. won't stop talking, which is like, <laughs> if you know me now, you're that's the, yeah. I, I don't ever stop talking. The gift of gab. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes, sometimes my teachers would call it. She's got the gift of gab. Yeah, but like yeah. in a bad way. I think we both have that, and that's why we can talk together so easily. And I um. Oh yeah, and then I am not applying myself. Yeah, because I was like a C student at best. Oh my god, you yeah. know, at I mean, I went, best. I yeah. went through most of my life like getting really good grades and like being teacher's pet and like trying, and then I, it got to a point where I was like, I don't have to try, and I'll still like get by, and it's you know fine. Yeah, like I'd rather apply myself to other aspects of my life, like partying. Yeah, and like boys those things took over a lot of yeah. my, the part. if I had put, I feel like I'm literally like echoing my parents. Like if you put the energy <laughs> of like doing this social thing into your schoolwork, like oh my God, maybe totally. you wouldn't have a hundred detentions. <laughs> there was one my year I had a detention like every single day for like not doing my homework or oh, like showing yeah. up late. I had ISS in school suspension only because I skipped class to hang out with my boyfriend. What did your ISS look like? Were you in like a gray? It was a yeah. room. And <laughs> you were of, in jail. All <laughs> of the desk. It was just like this room with, you know, all the bad kids, a.k.a. the funny kids. Exactly. And you would just face the wall and like do whatever work um, your teachers gave you, which like wasn't enough at all. You'd finish in like an hour and then you would just like pass notes, like make fun of the ISS teacher. They were always like the weakest ones that you could like bully. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, (laughs) they're the teacher that couldn't quite cut it. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was the exact same. It was like a gray weird. But he was awesome. He was really good. Oh wait, they they had the same teacher that always just kind of did it. Um, there was one, and I think he may have retired because of the bullying, but... <laughs> <laughs> We're, like, laughing about this. I know, it's really being not. Bullied. No, it's, it's mad not funny. Nice. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the class ca- clown always got in trouble, but I feel like the class clown is probably the smartest because the timing that the class clown had and teachers couldn't handle it so they'd send him to the principal you know absolutely i definitely was a class clown but the class clown i now i think about all the funny things about myself that are all just masked mental behavior disorders like like it's always like chris farley syndrome who's like the funniest person but actually was like insanely depressed alcoholic that like you know yeah that actually um the two correlate don't they yeah 
It's to divert attention from what's actually wrong with them. Yeah, like the funniest people are usually depressed. Yeah, always. Um, I'm trying to think of more. Oh, I just thought of Robin Williams. That made me sad. I don't like thinking about that one. Yeah, that one's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, it's always... It's the people you you know you don't expect. I mean, are hilarious. L- like all of our friends are mad funny, mad and funny. they all have drinking problems. All of, I have. I can't think of. Yeah. There, are, it's very few people I know who uh, don't <laughs> have um, an, an addiction problem. I feel like I've spent my whole life being surrounded by people that have problem that have alcohol and uh-huh. drug use problems. That mm-hmm. it's so saturated. My, I mean, I'm in my early thirties at this point, so I don't know if everyone has one or my my life has just been so insular that it's very rare that I meet someone that isn't a drunk. Yep. And I I'm always shocked. I'm like, "Wait, you you can only have one drink?" Yeah. What? And I never <laughs> end up This is also I don't know if it's them or me. It's probably me, but I never end up making an intense connection with them. Yeah, they like, don't they don't get it. They don't get it. Yeah. I don't know if they don't get my brain, which has like been battered by <laughs> yeah. booze for 12 years yeah. or I don't know. I never can find I feel like they're just too wholesome for me. I, on a subconscious level, I never try to be like, "Oh, you're not a drunk, let's not." But it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't work out. No, no, same. Like, if anything, I like try to like be friends with this person who doesn't have like childhood trauma and like addiction issues. Like, I would love to have more people like that in my life. Same. But I, I grew up around alcoholism too. Um, I guess I never really thought of it until you just said that. But it is kind of crazy how all of our friends kind of have the same brand of humor and we all like uh, know each other from the bars absolutely (laughs) and i trans i only moving here like three years ago i am like newer to a lot of people like i don't have a lot of but i i have found the exact same people in a giant city like when i lived in the midwest Mm -hmm. i was i met everyone through the bars and had the same and but of course I met a bunch of people through my friends now, but yeah, it's the same. It's just like, Oh, I've just literally like <laughs> moved from one city of drunks to yep. another, you know? Yeah. But also everyone in New York is, it's really just drinks a lot. I do I, think that's was, actual city. Yeah. And no, not I think just it's a city people. too, because I was going to say, um, like, so yeah, my friends, they all kind of were, they had more money than I did in mm-hmm. high school. And I was trying to think like maybe like all of my, like my friends in New York that I found kind of did not come from parents with money. Sure. But honestly, I, the other day I was trying to count like my friends who didn't have rich, wealthy parents or like nice childhoods. And right. uh, I came up with, I think five or six Yeah, and it was like hard to figure to like, like, Do you think they had worse drinking problems? I really, it's worse? really hard to tell. Yeah. I mean, I think some people are, they're like functioning alcoholics or they I have. I think the city runs on functioning alcoholics. I, I do too. My They my can keep their jobs and be successful, you know? Mm-hmm. My ex, he is one of the most successful people I've ever met. And. I'm not naming names, mm-hmm. but he, he'll drink like two bottles of Epsom a night. 
And it's like that's and that's just an order for him to like fun like function, you know? And I, like every morning when he would wake up for work at like seven and like head out and do his thing, and I'd be like deathly hungover, I would just be like, How the fuck does he do that? And then I was like, Oh yeah, he takes Adderall. But also what like I can't believe you're allowed to go to work and redacted being like a like definitely still drunk from the night before like the amount of not to judge of alcohol you listed is like that's pretty shocking I know like the volume not to, um, not to throw him I mean I might be exaggerating a little bit yeah no I'm exaggerating for the, his benefit okay I'll drink like one bottle of epsilon that's so <laughs> much alcohol. No, he'll have like what? Like what's normal? Ten drinks? No, that's like way beyond normal. Oh, no, well, like for me, ten drinks is what I needed to feel a buzz. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I, on an alcoholic level, ten drinks is one drink. Okay, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like when you're talking to a doctor like and they are ask you those questions of how many drinks, like mm -hmm. a, a normal amount, I guess, is like one to two, which is like... <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're both laughing that's not real as, that's yeah as someone you know <laughs> i worked closely with wine and i'm like one to i'm like no i'd like start out with a bottle of a wine bottle. before like one I, bottle yeah that's what you start which is out. really only four and a half glasses yeah they're small i used to get the big i used to get <laughs> carlos used to get rossi in a jug no i would get um the Australian one, Yellowfoot, Yellowtail. Oh yeah, Yellowtail. It was yeah. like pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember what it tastes but like. I but I would drink literally a full one of those, like alone in my room, and just like cry, and like write in my journal, and like text the worst things to boys, and like wake up and be like, oh god, and like see the bottle and like broken glass. Of like a mug that I was drinking red wine out of, teeth gray, like yeah. <laughs> but you've you've come up so much from that. Yeah, I never knew I you don't. as a person who drank. Like I really yeah. I did not. I've only known the sober owl. Did I come off as a, like a functional alcoholic? If I hadn't Definitely heard not. or you hadn't told me, I never would have even known. I've been around you in a social setting and we drank together a couple times. This was before your sobriety a couple of years ago. And I, I didn't think you seemed out of control or anything then. And then since then you've always been sober. So I never, I never saw any of that. That's actually really, um, <laughs> one of the biggest reasons I got sober because <laughs> when I was completely blacked out, no one would notice like I would just be acting normal like you were blacked out last night like you seemed fine to me and I would have no recollection whatsoever like when I first started going to meetings like AA meetings people would be like oh hey Al and I'd be like I, if we met I was probably blacked out and I'm sorry I don't remember your name and also I'm still really bad with names I can't really use that as an excuse yeah I guess it being a blacked out or being really intoxicated and no one noticing is maybe that's a sign that things are it's bad. It's mad scary. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Because like if you're like falling over, they'd be like, oh, there's something wrong. Yeah. And you know, r you have you heard like alcoholics never throw up? It's kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry if I, I struck a <laughs> nerve. <laughs> it did. I never, I hadn't, um, 
<laughs> I hadn't never heard that. Yeah, I remember my friend in L- L.A. said that to me, and I was shook. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to say that that is me. Um, I but I I, f- I have hangovers like yeah oh so badly. Mm-hmm. Another reason I had to I had to stop because it was interfering with like my my job and my income. Right. Like I I, I couldn't afford to be hungover every day. Like spend <laughs> spending like a hundred dollars at the bar every night was like no- fine, but. I think that's normal for a lot of people. It's mad normal for a lot of people. Especially here where drinks are like so expensive. Yeah. Which is why I started drinking alone because it's cheaper. And that's like when it, that's, I feel like that was when it got bad. That was a huge like red flag. You're drinking alone and not telling anyone about it. Yeah. I remember. And also blacking out. Yeah. Blacking out alone is a different level. I remember like, hanging out with you and being like i can't believe you are even able to be in bars like being sober because my sense of sobriety i never could and you were like no like i like being around people you're like when i was alone that's when i would drink all the time and i was like kind of shook by that i was like whoa yeah yeah it's bad i hate i hate it i hate that part of me it sucks maybe that's why i like well i must say that um like going through sobriety I've learned that I actually really kind of like being by myself I used to I used to be I used to hate myself and I was so miserable that's why I was like drinking to like drown all of my thoughts so I didn't have to like be with myself but um I mean I still like I'm not I don't love I guess I I don't know if I love myself yet but I I like hanging out with myself. I have like hobbies and I have inside jokes with myself and I, I don't know. I don't, I don't mind as much anymore. I don't need to drown it out. But sometimes when I'm bored, that's when I'm like, I could use a drink. Yeah. (laughs) It's nice that you like, I feel like we were kind of internet chatting like being with yourself is something that most people can't do mm-hmm. that's why quarantine's hard and that's why sobriety is hard because no one wants to be alone with themselves and their own thoughts and i mean you can do that and that's most people can't do that yeah i feel like i had i kind of had an up um an upper hand or one foot i don't know i i was a little i was like a half a step ahead with uh entering quarantine because i've I've had no choice but to be with myself for like a year and however many months. Yeah, sobriety is like quarantine. It's <laughs> isolation of its own. It really Like is. socially and mentally. Yeah, you can never leave yourself alone. Yeah. It's, what it's, drinking is that? It's the escape. It's obviously like Well, yeah, that's why, that's why sober people love meditating so much. But I honestly, I've never successfully meditated i'm like how the hell do Me you too. stop I feel like it, thinking like i know i'm like what? it doesn't seem real yeah i know i've never gotten there i've never got, i've like stared at the ocean and i'm like i think i'm meditating but yeah like i'm not <laughs> I, I i don't know it's one of those things i feel like acupuncture i'm just like i feel like you just have to i don't know like believe if you, if you believe you'll do it but i yeah. haven't been able to um, calm to calm my cr- thoughts down enough I am a believer of acupuncture. Okay. I'm actually going to have my friend, my, my 
old acupuncturist. I can't afford her anymore because she's so good. Nice. Um, but I'm going to have her on the pod because, honestly, she did amazing work. Like, I did not believe in it at, at all. I just saw her when um sh- she was in school, and so it was cheap. And I was like, okay, fine. But... What, I would what like happened when you when you did it? So... I would I went on Tuesdays when I had therapy and I would go from therapy to acupuncture and I went because uh, digestion issues aka like I wanted to lose weight oh no, no actually no I started going um to curb my my alcohol cravings like I started going like when I was getting sober and early it, it sobriety cla- I didn't know I even claimed to do that um well let me tell you a little a little story so early sobriety i'm just like booking a billion doctor appointments that i i was just like okay i'm just gonna like find out what what the damage is like all these years how's my liver how are my how's everything and then i was like acupuncture okay and um so i went to curb my alcohol cravings and also like a way to fill the day because when, when you're not drinking, like there's, you're like, what you're do just I bored do? as hell all day. <laughs> yeah. Like you're, what you am start I doing do crafts. Hour? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> happy hour. It's like, yeah. Suddenly you're ha- weaving in your room. Yeah. I mean, I would only go to meetings during happy hour because I was like, I don't know what to do with myself during these, this time, you know, <laughs> like I, I'm not going to make myself a dinner. That's, for sure you're like there's no two for one deal that will satisfy Mm -hmm. the previous one absolutely (laughs) okay wait so back to my acupuncture so i went for the cravings and she was like oh yeah sure and she put these um like these like magnetic pressure point pinchers in my ear like in different pressure points in my ear in both my ears and um I like kept them on for like a week or whatever. Like I would change them every week. And Wait, I know it's like an earring. It's not. It's it's not an earring. It it, <laughs> it pinches. It's jewelry. No, I pictured the I mean, original cool. pins, but it's like a device. Well, they're that sits they're like ear. the it's like the pins, but um, they're magnetic, so it's like a constant pressure. So like okay. one ball on the front and one on the back. Oh, I see. So it creates so like, the pressure on. Yeah. On and without actually piercing your ears in like a million places. But um, I, I didn't notice that it cr- uh, curbs my alcohol cravings because my my like desire to drink was not a craving. It was more an emotional like and like need. It, like it was just like more than just a craving, you know, like how you can crave chocolate or something. Well, I have an addiction to chocolate now, but that's another story. I can't remember the last day I went without eating chocolate, which is disgusting. No, I think that's I think that's it's very disgusting. like it <laughs> seems very royal to me. Yeah. Like you're a you're a princess to me when that's, you know yeah. what I mean? It it grosses me out, but that's something that I have to live with. It's better than oh. a martini. That's true. Oh. Which people do all the time. I know. I love how martinis look. Holding one, spilling it all over the place. I should melt your chocolate into a martini glass. Oh, my God. (laughs) My mom used to drink espresso martinis with me. And that was, like, how we would bond. But anyway. Okay. So, the pins in my ears. I'm getting off. Sorry. I keep getting off. No, no. It's okay. This is, like, 
the mind how the mi- how our minds work yeah. it's not linear at all yeah um i'm gl- i'm glad we can you know be on the same page okay acupuncture ears cravings alcohol yeah. didn't work on the alcohol but the thought of eating any kind of food at all made me want to throw up i swear to god <laughs> it made me <laughs> nauseous yeah. I have never heard. Th- First swear, of all, this is there's gonna be a million people <laughs> that don't want to eat running to get these ear ear devices. If, if you sold them in the Lower East Side, they yeah. would just be flying off the shelves. Honestly, that would, that's You'd be buying a brownstone in East Village in no time. I'm gonna have to start figuring out some source of income like that soon. Uh, my hair regimen afforded me to pay your hair looks great by the way thank you it really does thank you so much um if you're listening i have a thorough and cost effective hair regimen that i perfected over the course of a year and a half and i lost all my hair now i have it back and if you venmo me five dollars i'll send it to you Okay. I believe that it works. This isn't. It does, right? This isn't Look fake. At my hair. Your hair is very full. I was FaceTiming with Jamie, and, and she was long. like, "Oh my God, you have hair!" And I was like, <laughs> "I know." And she was like, "How come I, we don't hang out anymore?" And I was like, "Because I'm sober." And she was like, "Oh right. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Jamie, and I'm I love her so much." But okay, <sighs> the cravings. Yeah, it was. It was. So you didn't like, want to eat anymore. I didn't. I didn't want to <laughs> eat. I, I like the thought of eating food, like chewing disgusted how long did this last for a while and then like when i told her that she was like yeah we're not gonna do those this week (laughs) she's like the thing about eating is you have to so i'm gonna (laughs) remove these your ear clips now yeah Um, it's funny because i know her from um dance school that's how we we met because she was homeschooled and we went to the same ballet place so she like knows like the the eating stuff if you're homeschooled you have to be into some sort of homeopathic yeah it's like it's like you can't help but not do it you know what i mean Uh oh my god i want to have a homeschooled episode yeah just with homeschooled people yeah the freaks they're the freakiest people (laughs) you know what they are i know a few of them i know a few too and i and i really like them they're freaks um it reminds me of like the monkey experiment where like they <laughs> they let them in the cage to socialize for the first time and the monkeys that weren't around any others just like stand in the corner and they're wow and they have lacking less emotion and the ones that have like instantly start yeah. hugging each other. That is homeschooled because it really is in your most formative like they in your years when you're supposed socialize. to yeah and yeah. you're kind of just like what but also um, that's not a bad thing I know plenty of homeschooled people and yeah I mean, and i really honestly, like them and they're mad were cool a little bit more like that yeah the garbage like elementary school sometimes. yeah yeah I, <laughs> no same the Get garbage elementary discipline. school that i went to like i probably could have learned something from being homeschooled you know public ed- education isn't isn't that good in uh, America. No, absolutely <laughs> not but when i was in elementary school i was still you know I, getting good grades because it's like you learn your ABCs. It's easy. Right. But um, because it was so bad, I would have to go to school early at like 6 a.m. No, like 5 a.m. to like take like extra classes for like the smart kids. For like smart kids. Kids aren't smart. Right. Like No, they're smart. I bet you were a smart kid. You just had a lot of energy that maybe they couldn't figure out what to do with it or something. 
Or um, you were just too smart for the curriculum. I think they just noticed that I had a vocabulary that was advanced. Yeah, I bet that I bet you read at a much higher um, mm-hmm. reading level. You know, when you take the test, they'd be like, they're reading at yeah, a yeah. tenth grade level. But the math, no, no. Yeah, same. The math part I was didn't sad even, for me. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like uh, that's a b- big reason why I stopped caring about school because I wasn't good at math once it started to get hard for me and um I hate when things don't come easily for me I I like just I I give up because what's the point I'm not gonna try and like work hard on this if I'm not gonna be instantly good which is a bad I think that's most of humanity there's that theory that's like you have to do something there's a literal physical amount of times you have to do something to get good at it and most Mm -hmm. people never make it past that curve because you have to put like 50 hours of work into <sighs> yeah effort and the work. people make things look easy and i've many I times know. in my life go to try them and i'm like how come i'm not instantly good at I this know. thing and I then know. and then everyone you feel like a loser and then no one wants to do that but have you been instantly good at things before a natural <laughs> do you have a natural knack for anything? i don't think i i don't have very many talents i don't think and they're definitely not physical so I don't know if I ever, I always was really good. This sounds like lame, but relating to yours was really good at spelling and reading. Mm-hmm. And I always felt really smart and in it that came regard. Easy. It came really easy. And I always like in the elementary school, I remember thinking like, I am smart. Like I can read these books and mm-hmm. these words people can't read. And I can. Yeah. I would yeah. get frustrated that people like couldn't read a word or like. Me too. I would, I would like, just be like. I'd be mean to them. Yeah, yeah same. I'd be like, it's the words onomatopoeia, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, but I had the exact same when I started getting the math at higher levels. I was like, wow, That's this is I, impossible. Yeah, I was so pissed. I was like, I don't, I don't like having to try, like, try harder than I need to. Yeah, I was a loser reading kid though, so I would just like constantly. Oh yeah. Read books for pleasure. For pleasure, all the time. Me too. Yeah. Me too. And no one wants to just do math for pleasure all the time. I mean, people, people do, do. And those people Some are people in a much higher tax income bracket. Yes, and living they are. In Our friends. Manhattan. In Manhattan, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're, not s- yeah. they're not scattered to Brooklyn. <laughs> That's mad funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what about painting? Did you study painting? Or did I you did. You did study it. Yeah. And I was not what good at it. You well, just pain- decided I'm going to be a painter without like. No, I um I just took art classes and that was what I was supposed to do. Actually, before you paint, you learn how to draw. And I was really bad at drawing. Oh, my God. So I was convinced that I was going to be bad at painting, but it wasn't wow. true. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But I just took all every art class. So then oh. painting was just a lot. One of the things that I did and yeah. that was your favorite and because you were good at it or it came it wasn't my favorite yeah like my and i remember like i don't know i feel like i was told that no it just comes from knowing what looks good like it's like more aesthetic like i feel like i just understand colors oh i don't have that at all i i think you do you have a it actually it all just comes from taste i feel i mean everything that you're looking around my bedroom everything is white or primary colors like that's uh, that's as far as i can get as far as it's like it's a nicest it's an it's a nicest to like a lot of people um these things don't come easily to most people you think that and then I don't know. 
This I, sounds really judgmental, but I think of like going to the area I'm from and then yeah. it's such an assault I've on your seen, eyes. I mean, the, the color palettes, the things. And the job that I have, I like sometimes go into people's apartments and I'm like, oh my God. Especially if they have what? money. Yeah. Because the oh taste God, level, the there's, a, there's a psychological phenomenon. The more money you have, the less your taste your taste level goes down more well that makes sense because like you're insular. you don't really have to think you like are like this is expensive so it must be good you know absolutely or and no one's telling you it's bad probably yeah people respect rich people oh of course like i would know you know i uh, i don't know but what would you but do but i I'm, i have to say i so like i grew up with my dad and his house to this day like just looks like a fraternity house it's like <laughs> it's bad it's so it doesn't feel homey it's like it's not it's Is not it like nice. pizza boxes everywhere no we i only ate microwavables at one growing up with him which Same. i'm i'm i still do it now and i'm fine i'm faring quite well Same. During the kids war. ones with the brownies was mm-hmm. my my food of choice as yeah. a child he would get me like mad lean cuisines which i thought was like <laughs> so nice of him thank you padre if you're listening um also you know that the house you know it, it doesn't have a woman's touch as you would say or some i don't think you would say that actually but it you you know what you're good at. You're good at the math and the numbers. Anyway, I'll stop talking to my father. <laughs> um, so I didn't I didn't really hone in on my interior, not really design, but decor skill until um, I was kind of forced to. Um, so like after my brother died, I. I couldn't drink, so I had to, like, use all that energy on something. So I became obsessed with redecorating my apartment. And That's such a good utilization, though, of something that was so destructive to something that, like... Yeah, I mean... I don't see anything bad happening from you making your house looking really nice. I don't know. I guess if you, like, maxed out a bunch of credit cards or something. I mean, it was expensive. Yeah, but it's money towards... Yeah. I think of things like that as... It goes back to you because this is. I agree. This is what makes you I happy, love and we have to look at every day. Mm-hmm. No, I, I like truly love being in my apartment in my bedroom because it, yeah, it looks. Not good. a lot of people can say that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, will, I think, would be like, don't love their houses. And I feel like that's probably why they're going crazy in choir. I kind of had a one up with that too, but also a downside to the apartment is that I have roommates and. Um, I like I didn't always ask if they liked something before I did it, but also I was like grieving. I was like, I'm grieving, so this is how it's gonna be. Like, they come <laughs> home and you've just redecorated the whole living room. <laughs> yeah, You're like I decided to put a fire pit in today. I mean, <laughs> I I looked at so many couches and would show them to my roommates, and they'd be like, I don't like it, and I'd be like, What do you mean you don't like it? It is hard to decorate with other people. Yeah, eventually I took the reins because. Someone had to. You had to take over. Yeah, I'm a control freak. Um, speaking of control and self-discipline and procrastination and getting things done. Um, yeah, I feel like quarantine has kind of been... Have you noticed that uh, 
it's kind of a competition as to like who's getting the most done or like what you're accomplishing or how you're using all this time that you have. First of all, life in New York is a competition. Uh-huh. It's really <laughs> easy for me to compare my old Midwest life and my new New York life. And mm-hmm. there, there's a, an unspoken competition here of who's doing the most things. Oh, yeah. Because everyone is like, all these kind of jobs that didn't exist where I was and like mm-hmm. upward mobility, you know, you can just like run into an heir to a fortune that's running five companies and they're sitting next to you at some like shitty place you're at you know uh-huh. but it, there's an unspoken and i think core is definitely up to that word like everyone i mean it's kind of an a th- i feel like a weird instagram theme of like who's gonna have the best bod like who's going yep. to yeah you know yeah it's it's wild i like, don't think even, it's healthy even before quarantine like <laughs> when you when you go out and you're at an opening or a party or whatever and people don't ask how you are it's like it's kind of like that meme like no one never asks how i am but yeah but it's like so what have you been working on or like um what are your projects Mm -hmm. um everyone has projects here and they always have like four of them yep i don't believe i like have to like have a i have to have it on recall like podcast um podcast book and uh i just like have to like same have you have to have the stock answers otherwise mm-hmm. you know you're just like oh i just spent a lot of time sleeping all day yep. and staring at the wall so much sleeping which is like what yeah and so i feel like i feel like everyone lies sleeping. too don't you think i don't believe people when they tell me these yeah, things yeah they must have the stock answers that i answer with yeah like it's, not, it's like a weird functioning alcoholic um habit maybe or just like keeping up appearances I don't. I don't even know where I'm going with that. Whatever. Um, no, it's true though, and no quarantine has has done that. And you like know. people make you feel so guilty if you're not doing anything. Yeah. Like, you know what? Today I did nothing, and it was fine. No, you I know? think I it's think fine. doing nothing is good. But then, and but it's a fine line though, because when I'm in a spell of depression and I'm just sleeping every single day for like for like 18 hours a day for a week straight that is um i don't think that's okay i think that's sleeping all day yeah that's that's not okay there's a line but it's okay i feel like i like quarantine because i am i feel like you're allowed to do a less as well because Mm -hmm. you can't do the things you would need to do like you're physically unable I don't know. I've adjusted very well to everything. I mean, I'm loving quarantine. I'm going to be honest. There's I just like get to like clean my house every day and like find little things to, to organize or like stupid little tasks and that, that I enjoy like that are pointless. Yeah, they're not pointless though because now your house is like, I feel like it's all you have, not mm-hmm. you, everyone. It's just like I analyze yeah. it so much. I've. I've never looked at furniture so much in my life because I want to upgrade everything yeah, it's in my room. And it's really difficult to shop for furniture. It is. I everything I like is out of my price range. I was range. gonna say your your budget climbs as you're looking as you're looking for furniture. It's weird how I like don't know if they make a, garbage. A yeah. Certain, a certain amount and then slowly it's like twice that amount. Yeah, it's weird because I'm it's not even the price. My eye will go to something and it's always the most expensive thing and everything that you can afford is like 
is trash. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this $200 and it wardrobe sucks. is it garbage. We can't, like, I got my sectional from Opera City Thrift, but there are no thrift stores open right now. So, Which is killing me. Yeah, we can only online shop, it, I, which I is also killing me. Oh my god, I miss thrifting so much. I love the Salvation Army mm-hmm, by mm-hmm. my house. I would just walk in there yeah, no, all I, the time. I just and I would it would be a Tuesday. Walk out with something no matter what. Yeah, I'm like I'm just gonna go in here and see what's going on. Well, if you see that that uh, pile over there in that duffel bag of clothing, that's all stuff that I got from salvo that i but sell you're a deep hop careerist like, though I mean, this is your job well now i have no choice because it's all my only job in quarantine but um i like that our mutual friend who's a man that purchased some of your shirts i do too it's cute <laughs> yeah it's really i need cute. to because it's all brandy melville but the <laughs> only people who buy my stuff are gay guys <laughs> and like teens in wisconsin <laughs> there's a huge overlap for interest though yeah yeah, yeah. sparkly tops is like, one of those i mean depop is a really good platform for me because it's there's no like it's not like the real rail or poshmark even because like that's like nice designer stuff sure like depop is it's for teens um by teens like that people will have like um sales that's like 25 percent off if you follow me on instagram i swear to god yeah they really need those yeah they need those follows but it's all just like currency i kind of just like figured out what teens like i know what teens like because i dress like a teen i do not know what teens like i'm out of touch i i am finding myself more out of touch what what when i'm looking at depop and i like the there are words they use that I don't under I don't know what they're talking about. It's <laughs> it's sad. Yeah, I think I think teens are always going to be the coolest. Group. Oh my god, they're the most important people in America. And I am. Uh, they're the coolest. They're the they're the coolest. Yeah, when I was a teen, I thought I was the coolest, mm-hmm. and now I understand and as they, an adult that they are the coolest. the coolest. Yeah, like I yeah. I would never post a TikTok. I've aged out of it. Oh my you god. Know? Yeah. But. And I know if I was like 14, I oh, would be doing that. For sure. And it'd be normal. I've, oh, my God. I was looking at a, I was going down a, a spiral and looking at my own Instagram. And I saw from like two years ago, I fucking posted the, oh. I posted that on hard Instagram. You did a hard like post? Like blacked out in my dad's like basement like i was so bored drinking alone obviously and that's what i did and posted it to the internet and i saw it for the first time since i posted it and i was just like what the did you have any good comments Lindsay lohan did the exact same thing I so mean, i i didn't look at the i couldn't i i saw it and was like i did that and i did you delete i no i just closed the app yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> what you do when you see something you don't want to see any longer yeah. i'm like now i need to close this app yeah Oh, we're at 47. We're doing a good job. Yeah, I actually thought we were over because I talk a lot. Yeah. As my report card said. Yeah, I mean, we can end it whenever. Let me check my notes and see if I have anything we can talk about. I feel like we covered everything. Yeah. Um, It's it's fine. I like just chatting with you. I was actually worried. I was like, oh, no, I probably talked like way over 
the I time. mean, I have like things that I could cite, like a Nietzsche essay, and I'm like, nah, <laughs> nope. I don't know how to answer it. But I did have a, um, I was walking around today doing the thinking of the thoughts, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about essential workers and essential work. And I did come to a conclusion that I think I think artists are um, essential workers, and I think, well, certain artists, not like the art, just like for, I mean, for the sake of doing it for yourself, it's it's essential. But um, it's for definitely other how people, some people make money and pay their bills. Yeah, but I'm I'm thinking like so during quarantine artists are the people who are like keeping people sane like entertainment like netflix and like books and like the writers and yeah have you, you been know? watching a lot of tv the music um i'm like getting off subject <laughs> but i'm just i've been TV. watching more tv than i have in my entire life i i i hate when I have to say this, but I, I, I don't really watch TV. I know, I know. I, I <laughs> No, that's impressive. But um I watched Tiger King and which seems like eons ago at this point, but it was only yeah. like last month. Yeah, that's another lifetime. That was early in core was early when I, I couldn't deal with it quite yet. Yeah, yep, yep. No, I watched the second it because week was hard. Well, I watched it because I've always wanted a pet tiger, honestly. And but I mean I would never actually get a pet tiger because I love animals and i think they should be free but um i did start watching um it's called the staircase on netflix that's from 2018 and it's like a true crime documentary and uh it's about like this woman who falls down the stairs and her husband getting like is gets convicted of murder or i don't know convicted of I don't know. I'm only on episode three. <laughs> and today. No, to I, I think it's cool to not it's l- watch television. But like, so Emily and Louie told me to watch it. And I'm on episode three. I thought that there are only four episodes. Like it was like a Tiger King thing. And then I was like, there's 13 episodes. Are you kidding me? Is this what it's like to watch Game of Thrones? <laughs> like, are you serious? Game of Thrones is like, isn't it like 500 I, episodes? <laughs> the thought I of it makes know. me nauseous. We can't think about the losers that do that. But, um, sorry, I, um, no, TV, it, I, I've, there, t- TV is essential, I think. Just, um, it takes your mind off of, uh, of, what's going on you know and i feel like more people escapism yeah yeah like alcohol yeah because <laughs> i also know a bunch of people who have turned to alcohol like in a huge way during this yeah drinking at home yeah drinking at home because you can't drink anywhere else i'm definitely drinking at home for the first time in my life wow yeah yeah it gets I a never, little scary i never right? did that because I it's think it's bad. weird to yeah. drink alone. It's a bad it, thing. It's not social. I don't want it. Like, you know, but yeah. I have been. I like ugh, drinking alone. It felt so good. But, but also, I felt so good because I was so tortured. <laughs> no, but because, I, was, because I hated myself so much. I was so miserable. And it was because I was drinking. And it was like this circular thing. A bad cycle. Yep. Yep, like the the reason I hated myself was the drinking and the only way to fix it was the drinking. But I I learned in rec- I am learning in recovery because recovery is lifelong. I'm learning that um 
I don't have to be miserable. I feel like you're doing a good job of it. Thank you don't you. seem miserable. I'm not. I'm really not. Um, it's a nice, it's for the first time in my life, I'm not miserable, but I'm also on a ton of uh, pills. I yeah, take, those like, help. I take like a lot of those a day. You know what? <laughs> I don't think I advocate for people taking it. Oh my God, totally. So much, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it helps, it helps. And that's that on that. If it's prescribed by a doctor, like, if it helps, it helps. As long as you're not abusing it. Yeah. You know? I mean, you should recognize you have a problem if you're abusing it. And that's how I feel about that. I think it's medicine. I think life is so full of twists and turns and you're it's impossible to get through unscathed and uh-huh sometimes you gotta take the edge off yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what the doctor says is he writes up on the prescription pad he's like you gotta take the edge off <laughs> no but you know you have to combat it in some way not that you know you should yeah. be on a crazy you know I, I was actually thinking about going on mood stabilizers because i just like didn't want to feel anything i just wanted it to be like a straight line of a robot person but then i was like no wait what is a type of mood stabilizer i I was on lithium for a little while okay and i hated it yeah it has adverse effects right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it made me gain a lot of weight but i'm not going to stray anyone away from taking lithium if it helps them it just didn't help me right but i don't take any mood stabilizers but i do take three different kinds of antidepressants okay and one we might be on the one of the same ones i'm not sure wellbutrin yes yeah okay yeah people say that it gives them energy it doesn't i don't know i don't really feel it i believe it does give me energy i'm so lethargic all the time i'm so tired all the time but are we at an hour um we're at 53 minutes. Sweet. So we're almost there. I feel like I could do this for three hours. I know. I love is, talking. Yeah. You'll have to be on the pod again. I um, I want to be a reoccurring guest. If I had a Reddit fan base, everyone would be like, get Glenn on there again. We love Glenn. Maybe this will, cr- maybe <laughs> your uh, Reddit fan base will start yeah, yeah. From, uh, uh, from this one. Yeah. If you're still listening and you're on Reddit, I mean, I, I don't check Reddit. I mean, I, I check Reddit. Actually, I check Reddit for, uh, um, I'm part of this uh, this sub, and it's for balding men. And I've been <laughs> waiting to drop my uh, <laughs> regimen on them. <laughs> I've been, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, they're not going to know it's hit them. It's called Tressless. <laughs> they're going to be, like, clamoring for, <laughs> you're going to be their god. Yeah, they're gonna I know. be like, I know. you know how like p- there's lots of speculation about popular <laughs> podcasts. That's gonna be you. They're gonna be like posting photos of you, like uh-huh. talking about I how got you help all them. My hair back. Yeah, <laughs> it's be, like weird horny men like falling in love with you across <laughs> the country. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you like a balding man? I do. Yeah. I do. Unfortunately, I like like young twink people. And yes. once Emily said that my type is. A <laughs> A guy with a mid-century haircut. It's true. I feel like you do <laughs> love, like, like for some reason they have, like, a poet's cut from, like, 1500. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they have a disgusting. scroll and a robe. And that's Stop. the haircut. <laughs> that's the haircut. 
that right, you yeah. that I, you want. Yeah, I, I don't like my taste in men. That, no, I think it's a good look. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't choose what I like. It just happens. You know what? Love is love, and it may be for a fifteenth uh, century poet's cut. <laughs> it may be for someone that carries around swords in the Middle Ages. You know, yeah. That's, we don't. We if don't you're decide. still listening and you're on Reddit, that's my type. Yeah. Okay. Um. I guess we'll wrap it up there. Good as good place as any. Yeah, it was a nice talk. Yeah, it was. Thank you so much, Glenn. Of course. Thank for you for having me. being on the pod. Yeah. I wonder what we should title this. We should just call it tomorrow. We should call it tomorrow, or which is, or it can be called today. Today. No day, but today. We get to, oh, we didn't even get to talk about Rent or Annie, and like I didn't get to talk about my, my secret musical. Do you um, love Annie? I don't love Annie. Yeah. But I like musicals. Okay. That's for another another episode. You should have some musical fans it's, on there then. Yeah, I some mean, homosexuals it's, a, that it's an embarrassing enjoy. thing that I, I don't tell anybody. No, I think it's, it's pretty nope, popular. Nope, it's not cool. There's nothing cool about it. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Okay. Thank you, Glenn. <laughs> thanks, Al. And thanks for listening, guys. This has been another episode of L Anonymous with Al, me, and... One. Anonymous. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Bye.